Are you one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday? Each week, you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, the growth and development of the alligator snapping turtle. Your teacher is Ben Britton, director of the Wildcat Conservation Centre. And in this context, someone who's managed to breed the alligator snapping turtle in Australia. Good afternoon. Afternoon, Richard. It's, you're, not, you're not my only studio guest. <laughs> no, no, you always, you always look at me when I bring in just this mysterious bag of some description yeah. or box. Well, just... occasionally it's a 10-foot snake. That's why I'm worried. <laughs> Place it under the desk and just nothing to see here, Richard, nothing to see. <laughs> You know, but, uh, um, he brings in tiger cubs, he brings in snakes. So what is it this week? Well, look, if you remember, uh, oh, oh, a few years ago now, I brought in a, a, quite a large alligator snapping turtle, and you, and you did, definitely did stay on that side of the desk mm-hmm. when she was mm-hmm. in here. Well, she's now a mother. She's now a mother. We've been able to produce some little alligator snapping turtles, which is amazing because they are a threatened species. So I've got one of the babies here, and I was going to, if you're okay with it, pass it across to you so you can hold it as we talk mm-hmm. about their development, if that's all right. Okay, so earlier on, you don't know this, but earlier on at 3 o'clock, Josh <laughs> announced that he, he thought he might have possibly have COVID. He was feeling so terrible. So he rushed out of the studio at 3. I had to come on air early into this germy studio, <laughs> spraying Glen 20 with both cans like a Qantas Stewardess in 1965. <laughs> so I've already th- faced one existential threat. <laughs> and and this, is your se- this is your second. Well, you know, like the, the adults, um, and this will just build your confidence, I'm sure. The adults, you know, they can snap through a broom, broom handle if, with, their, with their beak. Very, very powerful. <clears throat> this little baby is much, much smaller. And I've, I haven't been able to actually test its bite force. Mm. And so well, there's, could, a, there's so, a thing so for today. So there's something, if you do happen to like wiggle that finger in front of its mouth just a little bit uh, too much, we could find out the bite force of a baby st- live uh, live on radio. On the little finger or the, or the index finger. Yeah. They're known as the dinosaur of the turtle world, aren't they? Oh, incredibly prehistoric. If you, if you look at them, even when you see this little guy now, they, they look like something from the dinosaur age. And, and they believe they have been around since that period because the large knobs on the, on, on the scales, the, the gnarly big head. They've got that big, powerful beak we've been talking about. And quite a long tail for uh, a turtle. You'll be surprised when you see this little one. Just the tail is nearly the length of its shell. And so they're, they're an incredible animal to look at. And in the, in the whole nature, how they survive, I, I find it incredible with any uh, with any baby reptile. You think, you know, with a lot of animals, they have mum and dad looking after them as they're growing up. These little turtles have to survive by themselves from, from they have to mm-hmm. first ha- survive incubation in the ground with no other animals digging up and eating them when they're an egg. Uh, then they have to get up to the surface, hatch out, and then pretty much look after themselves, you know, from size of... T- this, these turtles, when they hatched, uh, the one I brought in today was the, the 19th of February, so not too long ago, well, they would have to hatch out about 20 or 30 grams and they have to look after themselves their, pretty much their, their, obviously their whole life. So the, the, about eight to 50 eggs from each mother, how many of those would survive in the wild? Look, out of uh, 100 hatchling turtles, you'd be lucky if one survives. And so that's why when you see – it's really sad here talking about out driving around in this weather in Sydney when you see the, the turtles crossing the road and you see them often, unfortunately, hit where people mm-hmm. don't, don't hit them uh, when they don't miss them. And you think, gosh, knowing what that turtle has gone through, just like these little snapping turtles, to get up to the size of that big long neck turtle you see on the road, like 50-odd years – 
just to be hit by a car. It is really, really, really sad. And no, no, no. You'll think I'm just asking questions to put off the moment. I think you are because every, every time but, I go to reach over, you're sort of, oh, no, another quick question, Ben. Let me ask the temperature <laughs> question because this is fascinating, all right? The, 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 whether they're going to be male or female depends on the temperature. It, it does. If you end up with like a medium sort of constant temperature through incubation, you'll end up with, with males. And that's where if you have the fluctuation, so hot, cold, varying temperatures through incubation, you end up with females. And that's nature's way, I guess, of trying to make sure there's more females than, than males. In a captive environment, we can then pretty much choose the sex. If we incubate the eggs at this temperature and go, we want males or we want females, you set the temperature to that uh, in captivity and then you know you're pretty much guaranteed that what, what you're going to have. Okay, how many did you get in the end? We ended up getting um, 12 uh, little hatchlings out, which is great. It's, uh, we, we managed to breed them uh, two years ago, but only uh, not that successfully. I only had a few little guys hatched out through incubation. This year, much more successful. And we're the only institution, obviously our centre mainly focuses on the conservation of wildcats and endangered wildcat species, though we do focus a little bit on endangered other species, such as the alligator snapping turtle. I'm going to pass... Or the dry, or the dry I, I, presenter. I'm, I'm going to pass him across now, Richard, to, to right. you. And so, very cute. And I'm sure very you'll cute. agree. Now, do I have to keep my hands away from the mouth? No, look, I'm going to place him in the palm of your hands. I'm just okay. going to leave the radio from you. Right. Oh, so little. So little. So the size of a matchbox, really. I guess. Yeah, he could probably need fit in a matchbox fit, still. Could just fit in a matchbox. But if you use your other... Very up, still, okay. Other hand, Richard, just yeah. to t- feel those, that, feel the okay. shell, that, the, that shell across the back, those little lumps and bumps. Oh, okay. And that's... So he, it's very soft, actually. It feels like, um, you know, I don't know, toffee or something like that. It, it's made or, out of... Uh, turtle shells are made out and tortoise shells are made out of keratin, the same as our fingernails. Yeah. And so one of the questions people often ask is... Can they feel you touching them? And, and yeah. yes, they can. If you, if your listeners, if you use one of your fingers to touch one of your fingernails on the other side of your, on the other hand, that's what it feels like to the turtle when you're, when you're touching it. So that little turtle there that you're uh, mm-hmm. holding and caressing in your hand is, can definitely feel all those, all those little touches and that long tail that we were talking about before. So you can imagine that little turtle is going to sit at the bottom of a stream Blend in with the rocks, yes. and the camouflage would be amazing. It's so amazing. Yes, it, it's so uh, it's it's absolutely sort of very very dark brown to black almost. Yeah, with a, even a bit of moss starting to grow on mm-hmm. each shell, and so he's just sitting there. And the way they they hunt, it's like the adults do. They'll open that little mouth of his, and they've got a small little pink piece on the end of their tongue, which looks like a little worm, and they'll just let it blow back and forth in the breeze so it looks like a little pink worm and they're waiting for a little fish a little crustacean to see that and think oh i might go over there for a little snack and then just as that fish is about to grab the worm which is obviously the turtle's tail he'll strike out suck water in at the same time and grab a hold of that prey and so they're incredible and we, we can go past the the tank that we've got them set up in even at this age and you can see the little mouth open that little pink tongue Luring away. Well, actually, uh, she, she. So he, the, she. The, they, the way they're incubated, they should be she's. Yes. Well, she, she is just opening her mouth a little bit. Uh, I can see her tiny, tiny little eye, which glistens. Yeah, oh, they're, they're incredible animals, and that's where like reptiles often get a bit of a bad rap. But these little turtles are incredible, and so we're very fortunate to have mm-hmm. successfully hatched them. And then these little ones will help populate 
uh, other, other institutions around Australia so we can try and conserve the species. Okay. Now, it's very tiny. I really like, need a microscope almost to look, but it seems to have what looks like a big central fang just under the nose. That's actually the end of its beak. And so you can right. imagine like a parrot's beak. Yes. And so that's that hook you're seeing that's the end of the parrot's beak. So when it grabs a little fish, that hook is what comes down and clamps it down inside the mouth. So that's actually the end of its beak. Yeah. End of its mouth. Well, it's just so, it's so beautiful. It's very still. Very still. They, they rely on, you know, for predators. You can imagine that little turtle. There's lots of animals, birds and other things that would feed on that. And so it's turning around just going, I'm just going to stay nice mm-hmm. and still. It's a different environment. I'll wait till I go back into Ben's little container and then I'll start moving around and, again. And, and the legs or the arms, what do I call them? They're really sort of tucked in, aren't they? Do you want yeah. to take it back? I'll tuck it. Okay. Just try and get that. Yeah, there you go. Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, the legs are tucked in. They can't really get, compared to some turtles or tortoises where they can pull their heads and their legs and their, sh- and their tail inside the shell to protect them, snapping turtles can't. And when you're a big snapping turtle, an 80-odd kilo male, you don't need to really worry mm-hmm. about things, things 80 grabbing kilos. That's 80 what, kilos. That's what a male can grow up into. And, and is, let's, let's say you're right, and she, uh, it's a she, how, how big will she grow? She can get up to around 30, so uh, not, not as big as a male. Okay, but, but, imagine, but bigger than the, uh, as big as a big dog, you know, or a oh, medium-sized well, dog. You imagine, yeah. I, I'm about 100 kilos, so, so uh-huh. imagine like a, um, I could try and imagine me with a shell on me in that now, but <laughs> if you imagine the turtle, this little turtle has got to grow up to that size, and so that's why it's in Incredible! You think this little guy to survive up to the size of those, and in the eyes, you like in this light they do yeah, have yeah, a really yeah, nice yeah, glisten yeah, to yeah. them. Um, but they're kind of so tiny; they're like a pinprick, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. 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 Incredible. We'll have to get a photo so you can put it on. Uh, yes. On, yeah. Online. We'll do that um, with you holding it rather than me, <laughs> Jennifer. <laughs> um, and just finally, they are endangered, as you said right at the beginning. How come? Yeah. Look, threatened a lot of a lot of areas through the southeastern USA where they're they're endemic to uh, through habitat loss and also people trying to capture them for the, for the pet trade. Uh, threatened across the range and end in danger in some areas. And so this breeding is really quite significant. Well, congratulations on doing it. It's been, uh, I know, a, a big plan of yours for a long time. And thank you very much for, for the visit. And uh, regards to the mum. <laughs> I'll pass it on. Remi- remind yeah. her yes. of me. Thanks, Richard. Hey, Ben, thanks so much. The growth and development of the alligator snapping turtle and the successful Australian breeding program. Uh, your teacher has been Ben Britton, director of the Wildcat Conservation Centre here in Sydney. Uh, of course, you can listen in, listen in again to his lesson online, abc.net.au slash Sydney. Uh, there you'll also find details of how to subscribe to the free Self-Improvement Wednesday podcast. Next week, a lesson from Professor Andy Baker, cave and underground water researcher from the University of New South Wales. His topic, the formation of stalagmites and stalactites at Self-Improvement Wednesday next week.